This week on Inside Motorsport, we look back at the Bathurst Motorsport Festival. I hope you stay with us. Joining us on the line is Richard Prowl. And Richard, what a weekend. The lap record of Bathurst has plummeted even further as the Formula 3 headlines a big weekend of motorsport at Bathurst. Yeah, g'day Craig. Remarkable weekend. And I was saying to a colleague as we drove out to the circuit on Sunday night, I've never left that place feeling disappointed with what's gone on at some point over the weekend. Uh, every time we go there, it just adds another chapter and another bunch of stories that you can tell people that you were there for. And the weekend was very much one of those situations where this highly publicised, highly talked about Bathurst lap record chase had another chapter written into it and quite a remarkable one at that, of course. At the 12 hour in February this year, Shane Van Gisbergen broke the outright uh, race lap record on the mountain, a 203.8, which eclipsed the previous Formula 3 benchmark, which is a 204.6, uh, which, of course, eclipsed Alan Simonson's mid-4 that he did in the Ferrari in 2011. So it's been a, a continuous improvement for a couple of years now. Um, and then, of course, um, the big question was, would Formula 3 cars go quicker again when they went back this Easter? Well, on Friday at the mountain, we didn't think they would because they got all of eight or nine laps in total across practice and qualifying, but in race one, young Chris Anthony en route to his first ever F3 race victory broke through and not only got the race win, but broke the outright lap record by three one hundredths of a second. But then on Sunday, we had a remarkable race where the top three were locked together the whole way through for 12 laps. The lap record fell nine times in 12 laps between the three drivers. And in the end, Simon Hodge, who led the championship going into the round, finished third in the race behind Chris Anthony and Ben Jezikowski, but set the new lap record 206, uh, 202.6701. So uncharted territory. Uh, we were not confident they'd get into the 202s. A remarkable lap time. Average lap speed of 182 kilometres an hour. Just remarkable stuff. Uh, a great day and another great chapter in... Bathurst's lap record chase, which is almost reaching the Nürburgring lap record status these days. One of the other things that just uh, has been remarkable is a young girl, Chelsea Angelo, who has uh, now got herself into the record, puts the podium once again in the national class and is the fastest woman ever to race around Mount Panorama Bathurst. Yeah, comfortably so. And, you know, we we've probably haven't looked at that fact this year that back at the 12-hour rail freighter, um, young Swiss driver who raced in the Phoenix Racing Audi, former DTM racer and, and accomplished GT driver, set a benchmark. Leanne Tander held it beforehand in the 211s in the V8 supercar a couple of years ago when she drove the Wilson security car. Um, but Ray Alfred did that, dropped into the eights in that Audi, but Chelsea did a, a four and a half on the Sunday race, comfortably the quickest ever in my around Mount Panorama and um, in Saturday's race, especially, she was only nine tenths off the outright lap record that had just been set by Chris Anthony. So um, Chelsea was was wrapped with that. She doesn't look at it like a lot of female drivers, but it's a female driver setting a record. She was annoyed that she wasn't the one doing the outright lap record mark, but a great achievement nonetheless. You know, still a male-dominated sport. She's doing great things, and I think if anything, Craig, she's shown in the first three rounds of the Gold Star this year that she's a properly capable driver properly capable driver um very very quick adapting quickly learning not doing anything stupid you know her only mistake this year has been when she threw the car into the fence in opening practice at Clipsal and since then 
it's been very, very smooth and very controlled. And um, it's been very impressive to watch her develop. And I think by the end of the year, as well as contending in the national class, I think she'll be in the outright top three uh, on occasion by the end of the season when she's got some more laps in her belt. So impressive stuff. Uh, great to see young, young racing talent impressing. Much like Chris Anthony, you know, I feel a little bit for Chris because... Uh, you know, a win at Bathurst is the biggest thing in your career, but he's been overshadowed comprehensively by Simon Hodges' heroics and, and that amazing lap. But, um, you know, Chris Anthony at 18, just his third ever Formula 3 round, New South Wales Formula 4 champion from last year, and he won two races at Bathurst, rocketed himself into championship contention as well. He's a proper talent, this kid. Man, he can drive. Um, really, really impressive to watch his performance and the level of maturity that he carries for a, for a youngster. So he's got a great future. And the, the other story of the weekend, Craig, was that the championship lead changed hands and that Ben Jezikowski, having won at Sandown three weeks ago, now leads the Gold Star. He finished second in both races and leads the Gold Star Championship after three rounds, heading into the halfway point of the championship. So it's all uh, pretty nicely poised at the moment at the front end of the field. And... Uh, there's some storylines down through it as well. So overall, it was a, a ripper weekend on the mountain. The open wheelers weren't the only thrilling finish of the weekend. The production sports car one hour had just as an amazing finish. Yeah, pretty epic race, in fact. And that field was characterised by the fact that half a dozen front-running guys from Australian GT, a bunch of Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge, some Carrera Cup guys, um, and even a V8 supercar driver in David Wall were all in the field. So it was a, a ripper field. Um, and, and a fantastic finish as well. Rod Salmon, uh, one lap dash to the line, held out Devarshan Padiachi, the Carrera Cup racer, um, by about 0.1 of a second in the end. The top four cars crossed the line, covered by about one and a half, with uh, Neil Muston on the podium and David Wall having come from the back of the field in fourth place. So really entertaining race. You know, the Motor Festival is about giving those that don't often get the opportunity a chance to race on the mountains, so categories that don't normally get to go there. And it was great to see so many drivers taking that opportunity up. Now, there were 328 cars over the seven different categories that were racing. There were three regularity categories in that. New South Wales regularity had 110 entrants, which were split over two categories. So it's nice to see um, people taking the opportunity to get laps at Mount Panorama and really grasping it. And it was a, a fantastic weekend, perfect weather, absolutely perfect weather all three days. And, uh, a good little crowd rocked up, good atmosphere, really relaxed, laid back, different style of event to the 12-hour and, and indeed October, but um, very, very worthwhile. And uh, if you're looking for something to do next week, head up to the mountain because um, no matter what category here, it's a, it's a great weekend to, uh, to spend in, in the region. Now, just before we go, we had two Australians on the podium in international races last weekend with Mark Webber making his debut in the Porsche in the World Endurance Championship and finally Daniel Ricciardo after the, uh, well, let's call it a false start in Melbourne, got onto the podium in the uh, Grand Prix of China. Well, Mark Webber's performance, you know, the Chinese Grand Prix was one thing, but that uh, World Endurance Championship race was interesting, wasn't it? And then the Toyotas looked very, very good. The Audis KO'd themselves by all reports and... (laughs) Uh, the Porsches were running their low downforce Le Mans spec aero kit and Silverstone for those cars at least needs a bit more downforce because of all the fast corners so in in the rain that came in the second half of that race uh, they couldn't keep up with the flying Toyotas but uh, still a great result and, and what a boost that must be for Weber to sort of validate his change of career in the off season to jump into that car and, and 
go on the podium in the first time. So a welcome return. Le Mans's going to be a cracking race this year, Craig. It's going to be unbelievable. And, you know, there was 1.2 seconds covering the top six prototypes, I think, in qualifying. So two two Audis, two Toyotas, and two Porsches. So, yeah, people were wondering whether Porsche were going to be competitive this year with their first year back. But I've been fortunate enough to spend a lot of time around the Porsche brand over the last five or six years. And they don't do anything without doing it very, very well the first time. And uh, those cars have uh, looked pretty good since they first started testing. So it's going to be interesting to see how they go on the uh, the long straights at uh, at La Sarthe in July. But, yeah, great results. And Ricciardo, wasn't it satisfying to have Vettel move over his for, uh, for him again? That was uh, <laughs> good stuff. He's comprehensively outpaced the German for uh, a couple of rounds now, and that's pretty good fun to watch. should also mention Anton Dupas-Barley going well in Formula Renault in Europe as well. He had his first round of the weekend. And speaking of Formula Ford champions, as he is um, this weekend at Malawi, is, in fact, the first round of the new Formula Ford series, a national series this year rather than a championship 24 entries, Craig. So Formula Ford, which was written off for dead no more than six months ago, back with a bang and uh, a big field entered at Malala. Uh, last time Formula Ford was at Malala, a young bloke, uh, young Adelaide driver, in fact, won the races there. Craig, his name was uh, Tim Slade. So it's been a while. It has been indeed. Looking forward to uh, hearing about all the action of Malala next week on the show. Yep, it's going to be a great round at thenationals.com.au for all the information and free live streaming on Sunday as well. Richard, always a pleasure to have you here on Inside Motorsport. Uh, Any show with you, Craig, always good fun. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.